Welcome to Magnifying God in Your 20s, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults in their 20s glorify God. For most of us, our 20s are some of the most pivotal and challenging years of our lives. This decade is a season when most people make huge life decisions that will impact the rest of their lives. This podcast aims to help young adults of our generation navigate these years through the lens of the gospel. Join us as we run towards Jesus. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Magnifying God in Your 20s, brought to you by Sai and Manny. And this is a new segment of Magnifying God in Your 20s that we're trying to introduce into to break the monotony of just having episodes of systematically just walking through um, foundations of the Christian faith. So we call this segment Questions from the Upper Room, and basically we're going to be dealing with just top questions that young believers really have when they're just coming to faith. And But before we dive into it, I'd like to hear how Sai's week went. Sai, how was your week? It was good. First off, Manny, why are we calling this Questions from the Upper Room? You know, we're calling it Questions from the Upper Room because... I mean, we had talked about this earlier on before we even started recording that where you became a believer, this this is like one of the questions that was like really pressing. And I think calling the questions from the upper room is just really tackling basic questions before even systematically walk into like divine sovereignty versus human um, responsibility, which is an entire (laughs) new wrestling um, aspect of the of the Christian faith, but I think this would be good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's great to be on with everybody again, and uh, it's just a beautiful day that we have here. And I'm recording by the windows here, just a beautiful view, and we're really excited for this new segment. And so we're actually calling this, you know, from the upper room because where we record this is actually in a coffee shop from the upper room. So we thought it'd be a good a good time on words to say questions from the, from the upper room. from the up, <laughs> from the upper room. But really, this is really at, at, at the heart of this podcast, too, is um, we're going to have different topics that we walk through. We're going to love having different guests on for you guys. But you know, we also just want to have uh, these episodes, too, where we really do tackle these questions. And it's going to be a wide spectrum of questions that Manny and I have, uh, questions that come from, from you guys uh, that, that we want to have episodes on, as well as questions about uh, maybe some deeper things, but also just maybe some topical things that we have questions on, kind of like the one that we're going to talk about today. So be on the lookout for these. I really think these are going to be some of my favorite episodes, and I hope so for you as well. Uh, Manny, life is good right now, man. I I have an overflow of blessings right now. Seriously, like, praise God, just with uh, work's going really well. Nice. Um, I'm in an an awesome relationship. Uh, Shout out to Rachel. And that's just really been a sweet season for us both now that we've been dating almost five months, which is just crazy to think about. And so that's just been really sweet. And she's just been uh, so amazing. And I feel like I've just grown grown so much just like going through the process, like not dating perfectly, mm-hmm. but honestly just having a lot of fun together and growing together and just trying to really date with a purpose. And also just really doing this podcast, man. This is, I think, I think about one of the highlights from my life over this over these past few months, I just love telling people about it. It's really just getting to know my homeboy, Manny, here. And really just, we have so much fun really doing these recordings, but also just behind the scenes, the questions and all the coffee that goes into <laughs> it, and just the game planning. And just really, we 
are just so excited that this has become a reality and that we get to do this alongside so many of you and uh, we're just really excited to see where 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 this ends up going to so that's just been a lot of fun um been really staying busy as well just Mandy and I are also very involved in our church which we really love in our young adult ministry mm-hmm. called Renovate and really just trying to step into leadership roles there as well as lead our home groups that we have we love our guys shout out to all of our guys in our yeah. home groups <laughs> you guys are our, our rocks our brothers in Christ um who really keep us going so mm-hmm. we're really thankful for them and uh, Manny and I are both going to a TCU football game Let's tonight. Go, go, go Frogs. <laughs> Manny's wearing purple right now, everybody. I you am wearing purple. You can't see him, but we're slowly getting Manny onto the Horn Frog bandwagon. Yeah. Bleeding purple. So really excited to do this podcast today as well as continue to hang out with Manny tonight. So Manny, life is good. Life is good. Nice. Um, so many blessings that I, that I have right now. And just really excited just to have this conversation today and mm-hmm. be with our our community that we have here, but yeah. Manny, how's, how's life going for you? Life is good. I mean, you mentioned like grabbing coffee, and I was like, you know, I have spent more on coffee this year than I have in my entire life, which is crazy. But um, yeah, life is good. You know, things are going really well. I mean, working for the church right now has just been really a good blessing, being surrounded by um, staff members who really Jesus and being encouraged and also being accountable to uh, people that love love Jesus so much and I am grateful for one my job one grace to even get to do this with Sai and getting to know Sai in those last couple months like it's 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 been a delight and I don't even see any of this as you know a job I see it more as an opportunity to get to serve so I'm really really excited about life school's been going really well halfway through the semester so i'm super excited about that i can't wait to get done stay in school people but (laughs) can't wait to get done and you know i'm just really looking forward to what what god has installed for us in the future but really excited about the tcu game tonight all right go frogs i hope tcu win i didn't I think I mentioned, like, I didn't go to TC, TCU, but, you know, hopping on that bandwagon, you know, win or lose, I guess. So, but it's been really exciting, really exciting, looking forward to it. All right, guys, so we're going to kick off this episode in a new way. So we're going to typically start our episodes out with our quotes of the day. We love sharing you guys just things that we're learning and what we're reading, just quotes that we have and, and inspirations. But from our questions from the upper room, we're going to shake it up a little bit. Manny's going to be bringing you – Manny's a sh- uh, sh- jokester, by the way. <laughs> so on these questions we have room, Manny's going to bring you the joke of the day. Oof. And I just really love getting deep and hearing different things about people. So I'm always going to bring us an icebreaker question. Oof. So Manny, the people are ready. Right. What's the joke today? If you guys don't know, my jokes are not like very funny. In fact, they're not even original. I like reading taffy jokes. And I just read a bunch of them, and I just happen to remember them at random times. Like, if you ask anyone that knows me, they're like, oh, yeah, Manny tells the lamest joke ever. So I'm bringing the lame to magnifying God in your 20s. And here we go. So the joke of the day is this. What do you call a hippie's wife? Mississippi. (laughs) It is dumb. I know. But... I thought that was funny. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good play on words, man. Actually, actually, you got me, you got me on that one, man. <laughs> Anyways, 
I, I, love fun. I think this dad jokes are like super funny. <laughs> okay, Manny. So the icebreaker for today Bring it. is if you're reading a history book and your name comes up, what is your name coming up for? What? <laughs> oh, gosh. Man, you gave me time to think about this too, and I still don't have an answer to it. I think... So this is assuming that I'm already dead, right? Okay. If that's the case, well, I hope, like, the one, one thing people, like, read is that Manny was someone who loved God and was after God's heart. And in all of that, he never, like, was perfect. Um, I think also I like to like the sinfulness of my sin so people can get to like see the evidence of God's grace more in I guess in whatever excerpt or summary of what people read about my life like oh yeah it was this it was very sinful it was very sinful but this is also when you need to understand you understood God's grace you understood how God's grace transformed his life to be more obedient to walk alongside with God he loved God he loved walking with God and they loved having people to know about you know the greatness of the relationship you can have with God for all of eternity so even having like the gospel in my story yes I mean you think about it like you know I I, I hope that people don't care much but I could care less if people know about me when I die, I'm more concerned if people know more about Jesus when I die. So, and if that means through my death, like Paul would say, like my life or death, that God be glorified. I think that's probably um, definitely what I want to stick with. And I'm sticking to that story. <laughs> Good question. I should ask you that question. <laughs> Manny, deep question. For me, I would say. So if I was in a history book, my name came up, like, what would I be known for? To be honest, like, I feel like for me, it would be uh, an author of a fantasy book series. Like, a, you know, some of the things that have had the biggest impact on me outside of just, like, the Bible are honestly books like The Lord of the Rings and The Chronicles of Narnia and, like, Harry Potter and, like, you know, I really sit back. I'm like, why? Why do I love fantasy, and why do I specifically like even those series? Like, why do they stand out to me? And I think, Manny, like, I love the idea that, like, man, God has put eternity on our hearts, and we're all looking for another place. Like, mm-hmm. we know this is our temporary home. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, life can be really tough, and we all go through hard things. And I love how these books take you to another place. They take you away to another place, to another story, to another adventure. And, I mean, that's when we see what we see when we open the Bible, too, how it can really open us up to the window of Scripture and can take us to another place. And, I don't know, for me, like, I just love love the idea of, like, writing a series like that that just allows people to uh, really open up their minds and, like, be taken to another world, another place. And, honestly, like, and that is my hope, too, that, like, they do see and they honestly like find uh through that idea of like man i don't think this world is everything i have 
and that they start to really search and find that like I think there's something else out there for me and I really do hope that like man they are introduced to the gospel like this grand narrative the story yeah. of like hey like it's true right? like this is why these stories capture us and why stories I think are always so capturing mm-hmm. to us as like humans is like the gospel really impacts people man and like they see the gospel and they're like wow like yes like that is what I'm looking for like that is what the world is hungry for and I think that yeah. why the world loves these stories like why, why do all these books sell millions and these movies sell millions? It's like, because the people are hungry for this, Manny. And it's like, man, we have the like solution to that, that just eternity that's on their hearts mm-hmm. in this like midlife crisis that people have where they're just trying yeah. to grab as much as they can in the world right now. And it, it, it breaks my heart. And it's like, man, I, man, it's my prayer that the world gets the gospel and they, and we're like, yes, like you were right. Like you were not created for this world and mm-hmm. it's only temporary like look at this eternity that you have yeah in this place that you're going and i don't know i mean like i just i, I get really excited thinking about that and i just really have thought about it recently like man why why do i love these like stories in these books and like why are stories like in general like fascinating to me and so i know that's kind of a, a elongated answer but yeah, yeah it would uh, be it'd be that yeah I, I think what's really common with these stories is just like the redemption you know the redemption narrative you look at harry potter or you know J.R. Tolkien's lord of the rings or c.s lewis's you know chronicles of narnia it's like there's a redemptive narrative in those stories and i think those are the kind of stories that like attract people and it'd be really cool to read a book about that from sly just start working on it i'll read volume one volume two of size adventure or size oh yeah or is it gonna be like something like I don't know. <laughs> it's so funny though, man. If people do know me, like I use the word adventure a lot, but like really? that, it, that's the lens of perspective. I like to view like life and the world we're in is like, we're going on adventures mm-hmm. and man, Manny, what an adventure that we're on, on with this podcast with all of our yeah. friends listening. Going on a trip on my little rocket ship, zooming through the sky. Little rocket star. <laughs> Oh yeah, or it's like Pilbo from the Hobbit. I'm going on an adventure, and so Manny, as we kick off today's adventure, so again we're opening up our first episode of questions from the upper room. And the first one, first question that we we really wanted to explore together was around alcohol, actually. Mm-hmm. And is drinking alcohol wrong? Uh, is it a sin? And so that's the question today that really going to talk about and we're just going to see man what what do we think god's word says about it and before i kind of turn over to manny like this is one that whenever i came to faith in christ in college was one of the first questions that i had and 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 a lot of the guys in my life that i've discipled or walked alongside of have really asked this question and i honestly see a lot of christians really wrestle with this question uh, today and I mean if we were to tally up probably like you know some of the most asked questions from Christians like I think this would definitely be up there Manny yep. so I'm excited to really kick off like this question and really this new series that we have but I guess kind of starting us off like Manny what are some of the initial thoughts that that you have whenever you first heard me ask this first thought that came to my mind is yeah, I think just going to the root of the question is like why do people even ask this question and I think people ask this question in an attempt to like at least if they're in a good place in an attempt to 
do everything to the glory of God. And that includes like, okay, in my drinking, can I, can God be glorified in this? Or you can be asking a question from a bad place, like, I don't want to stop drinking alcohol so I can please God. Well, for one, there's nothing you can do to please. I mean, there's something you can, I mean, you, there are things you can do to please God. God delights in people obeying, but like you can't earn God's grace by doing or not doing something. His grace is freely given. So I, th- I hope like when people ask this question, it's coming from how can I glorify God? even in my drinking of alcohol. So that's the first uh, thing I'd like to address. So the question then becomes like, are, are Christians even, can Christians even drink? You know, what does the Bible say about drinking alcohol? And honestly, like some people are just like, no, the Bible says like, don't drink at all. You just stay away from alcohol. But then what then do you do with uh Jesus is turning water into wine. That's the first sign in, in, in at the wedding, you know. <laughs> Manny, no, I, I love that. And honestly, I love how you broke down kind of the hard issue about that. And I do want to re-tie back to that. And I just also want to caveat this discussion that, like, this discussion and, like, all of the discussions we have is, like, Manny and I are not perfect and we're not experts on anything. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make mistakes. We might say some things wrong. But, like, we hope to have, like, an honest conversation uh, that, that we invite you guys into and, and as to the best of our ability point back to to the scriptures and what we believe God absolutely, says like not absolutely. what we think says and so Manny's right off right off uh, uh, the bat there I think with a good point that I think the first thing people think about is like yeah like in the Bible like is even drinking alcohol okay like and again i do want to tie this back to the hard issues i think that's really at the core of this question and a lot of these topics but yeah manny has a, a good point there like we do see in scripture that like alcohol itself is 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 not tainted by sin right like the bible says a lot like i think regarding drinking alcohol and there's definitely areas like where you see it even in a positive light some of the examples that um, I can kind of really right now just kind of think off the top of my head is um, like in Ecclesiastes in Ecclesiastes it says uh, Ecclesiastes 9 like drink drink your wine with a merry heart Uh, and in Psalm 104 it says that God gives wine to make glad the heart of men and in Amos 9 14 discusses drinking wine from your own vineyard as a sign of God's blessing. And even in Isaiah it talks about, yes, come buy wine and, and, and milk. And like Manny was just saying, I think you do even see Jesus Christ. Even, even, even he, uh, even he um, drank wine. And we see that the first miracle, uh, Jesus is actually turning water into wine. So I'll, I'll just kind of read that for you guys in John 2, 1 through 11. So this is at the the w- w- wedding at Cana. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. 
Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. And when the master of the feast tasted the water, now became wine, and did not know where it came from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called his bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, then the people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This is the first of the signs Jesus said at Canaan and Galilee and manifested his glory. So right off the bat, like we do see it there, Jesus' first miracle. And, you know, even we see uh, Timothy and Paul. One thing I just thought of, Manny, is, you know, in First Timothy, Paul, or, uh, it looks, seems like Timothy's having some stomach yeah. issues. First Timothy 5, I think. Yeah, it seems like our friend Timothy here is having some stomach issues. And, you know, he doesn't tell him to totally abandon water, but he says, No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and frequent ailments. Mm-hmm. And so you can even see here, like, Paul kind of talking to, to Timothy about, you know, even introducing wine. So right off the bat, we do see that's like, you know, parts of Scripture being okay with drinking, yeah. dr- drinking alcohol. Yeah. So what's really also really interesting is that <laughs> you you then realize like okay alcohol can can be consumed for pleasure. Yes, Christians can have pleasure in things. God created pleasure, <laughs> um, so we can fully enjoy um play, enjoy like things in the presence of God. So alcohol you can drink alcohol for pleasure. You can drink alcohol for body bodily ailment, like you see in. Paul writes into Timothy, you can drink alcohol for celebration. So right right, right from the get-go, we already, like, I think we have already talked about, like, yes, alcohol is not prohibited by the Bible. Then, well, but then what, what's the restriction to alcohol? <laughs> yeah, so I think this is a good point. One thing I was going to say, too, I really, I just thought of, you know, we're calling this questions from the upper room. I thought of the upper room and kind of like even the Lord's Supper you see, Jesus says, like, at the, and this is like Jesus' like last year, all the disciples says, now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples, said, take and eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for the many forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink anew with you in my Father's kingdom. So right there, even off the bat, we see Jesus drinking wine with his disciples. So Manny has a good question. Okay, so like we see, okay, alcohol itself is not attained by sin. So does that mean it's like a free-for-all, we, we can do whatever we want? No. And this is where I think we kind of pivot our discussion around, okay, well, what does God command regarding alcohol in the Bible? And Manny, I think there's three things I think, you know, we or a few things we can talk about regarding this, but... I think right off the bat, you see in scripture, you know, we're commanded not to get, not to get drunk and not to be addicted enough to something that it really takes control of your body. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, even in like Ephesians 5, 18, uh, we see, it says, do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. Again, it says do not. It, it it does not say don't drink wine. It says do not get drunk, drunk on wine. And even in like First Corinthians six twelve, where it talks about you know not 
not being dominated by by by, by anything. Mm-hmm. I, I I like how how it says that all things are lawful for me. Like mm-hmm. I like how Paul puts this in quotes. He says, "quote All things are lawful for, for me." Like this is what people tell yeah. him. And Paul says, "But not all things are helpful." Mm-hmm. And he quotes again. <laughs> all things are lawful for me. Quote. But I will not be dominated by anything. And so, like, right off the bat, Manny, I, I see with there that, like, man, we need to refrain from drunkenness and addiction to alcohol mm-hmm. um, and not letting it master our, our bodies. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right. You, like, it, most of the verses that talks about drunkenness, and even right now I have First uh, Thessalonians 5, 7. It says, for those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. So this, this is in the context of, like, you know, be sober-minded. Always be alert. And this is even, I think, in the context of, like, being watchful of, you know, for the day. You also have Galatians 5 that talks list like, a list of fruit of the Spirit and fruit of the flesh. And in Galatians 5, 21, like, what's included in there is drunkenness. You know, and, you know, Luke 21, 34 says, Be on your guard so that your hearts will not be weighed, weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life, and they will, will not come unto you suddenly like a trap. So there's a sense of, like, being watchful of, or being on your, being on your guard and not being drunk. <laughs> so there's, and, you know, you read Proverbs, and Proverbs also encourages, like, be, be, be sober-minded, do not be given to drunkenness and all of that. So it's, you know, we there's an establishment of like drink, but don't get drunk. And even wine, and, and I, let me read this uh, excerpt uh, from Desiring God by John Piper. So John Piper writes this short article, and I'm going to try to post this on, on, um, Post the link to, to this article on um, our uh, Instagram page. But John Piper writes this, and this is even regarding total depravity. But listen to what Piper says. It says, When I asked two weeks ago, is the doctrine of total depravity biblical? My answer was yes. And one thing I meant was that all of our actions, apart from saving grace, are morally ruined. That is, like, everything we do that is not under God's saving grace, under salvation, is sin. Even, and that includes any good work, anything I would call good works. In other words, everything an unbeliever does is sinful and thus unacceptable to God. I said that in one of, I said that one of my reasons for believing this comes from 1 Corinthians 10, 10 31. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. I asked, is, this, is it sin to disobey this biblical commandment? Yes. So I draw this sober conclusion. It is sin to eat or drink or do anything not for the glory of God. In other words, sin is not just a list of harmful things, killing, stealing. Sin is leaving God out of the account in the ordinary affairs of your life. Sin is anything you do that you don't do for the glory of God. But what do unbelievers do for the glory of God? The answer is nothing. Therefore, everything they do is sinful. That is what I mean by saying that apart from saving grace, all we do is morally ruined. 
Some of you then ask the practical question, well, how do you eat and drink to the glory of God? Say oranges for breakfast. <laughs> One answer is found in 1 Timothy 4, 3-5. Some forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods and God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. Orange juice was to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe, know the truth. Therefore, believers cannot, unbelievers cannot use orange juice for the purpose God intended, namely an occasional heartfelt gratitude to God from a true heart of faith. But believers can, and this is how they glorify God. Their drinking orange juice is made holy by the word of God and prayer. Word of God teaches us that the juice and even our strength to drink it is a free gift of God. 1 Corinthians 4, 7, 1 Peter 4, 11. The prayer of our humble response of thanks from the heart, believing this truth in the word, of, in the word and offering thanks in prayer is one, of, one way we drink orange juice to the glory of God. The other way is to drink lovingly. For example, don't insist on the biggest helping. This is thought in the context of 1 Corinthians 10, 33-11. I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved by imitators of me, as I am of Christ. Everything we do, even drinking orange juice, can be done with the intention and hope that it will be to the advantage of many, that they may be saved. Let us praise God that we have escaped by his grace, from the total ruin of our deeds, and let us do everything, whether we eat or drink, to the glory of God. So, I know I've spoken a lot <laughs> and read a lot, but in essence, you can drink water not to the glory of God. And you can drink alcohol to the glory of God. And drinking water not to the glory of God is essentially like not in the art of thanksgiving, not in the hope that people would get saved or people see the greatness of God, not in the hope that this is a sweet privilege to be able to drink water to the glory of God. And that would be missing. That would be sin. That would be even be sinful to just drink water. And it's just water. Whereas you can drink alcohol to the glory of God because God has created everything that's called a good. When, um, when Peter had the vision and God sanctified like, and Peter was like, I don't want to eat anything unclean. And God was like, do not call it anything I've created unclean. God created wine, <laughs> and but the caveat is don't get drunk on it. The same caveat is like don't be don't be gluttons, you know. Uh, moderation. Moderation, exactly. So you can drink alcohol to the glory of God, and with Thanksgiving, with celebration, it hopes that this sanctify even people around you. And this is not again breaks that you know monotony of just being legalistic in a sense and i just love when i read the article about like drinking origins to the glory of god i was just like man this gets to the art of glorifying god and not just like i'm not gonna do this but because what does that matter to an unbeliever you know if we set like christian bounds on an unbeliever it's just immoral and that that means nothing like no let them know salvation first and the fruits of salvation would be exhibited through that 
So that's that's just my thought and my short ramble. <laughs> Manny, that ramble was awesome though. Like that, I think really does. I I as we kind of close out today's episode, mm-hmm. like I really just again hashtag Manny, like hashtag <laughs> retweet everything Manny just said. But dude, that was so good. Like I love to talk about like dude how God created it and it's good, mm-hmm. but in moderation and focusing like. I was be kind of like how this. I mean, like I just really love li- listening to you right there, and like, and some things that really just stuck out to me was a few things. One that like, man, what did, like, and this goes back to me. What I was actually reading in my quiet time this morning was like in Matthew fifteen, how it's not what comes into us that defiles us; it's like what comes out of us. Yeah. And, like, I love that, man. And, like, I was thinking about how, like, Jesus talks about that. How the Pharisees and scribes come up to Jesus in Matthew 15. And, like, hey, like, you know, your your disciples don't wash their hands before they eat. <laughs> and Jesus talks about, he says it, he says, and he called the people to him and said to them, Hear and understand, it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. And his disciples come up to him and they're like, Hey, Peter's like, can you explain this to us? And he says, are you still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles the person. From out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual morality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. Like, I love that, man. And, like, Manny, what I thought about, too, as you were talking is, like, what does Jesus say, like, the greatest commandment is? It's to love God and to love people. Mm-hmm. And I think in, like, everything we do, we should be thinking about through that lens. It's like, man, how do I love God and glorify him? And how do I, like, help my brothers and sisters in Christ? And, like, I honestly just, like, love the people around us well. Mm-hmm. And I do think that really at the heart of this, it's, like, it's really not leaving God and others out of this. Like, this cannot be a self-focused question and, it's got to be too, like, in everything I'm doing, am I glorifying God? And am I fully convinced that, like, in anything I'm doing is honoring Him and remembering that, like, you know, we in First Corinthians six that, like, our bodies are redeemed and owned by Him. Mm-hmm. And how do we do it in a way that really I think also doesn't cause others to stumble either? Like, I think you see Paul really does talk about that. You know, Manny, I think you even read some of these, like Romans 14, Paul does talk about not causing others to stumble. And so I'm just going to like read these verses. I know today is like a lot of scripture for you guys, but this is really what, when we talk about these topics, again, Manny and I are not perfect. We really want you to go back to God's word and like wrestle with this. Like, don't just take what we say or what you read or Mm -hmm. what like, you know, even maybe you hear from a sermon. It's like, use it, use God's biblical lens to really help Mm -hmm. this stuff. And so... Paul talks about not causing others to stumble. He says, therefore, let us not pass, and this is in Romans 14, let us not pass judgment on one another, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know I am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. But what you eat, do not destroy the one from whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, 
but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm. What, whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for, multi, for mutual upbuilding. Mm. Do not, for the sake of food or wine or alcohol, mm. destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean. Again, it goes back to practice. Everything is clean. Mm. But it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. Mm. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed, blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith. Mm. For whatever does not proceed from faith is, is sin. sin. I love that, man. And that's kind of how I, 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 I wrap up kind of mm-hmm. the, this discussion, man, is I think we've really hit the, the heart issue here. Yeah. That like drinking alcohol itself is not sin. It's a gift from God, honestly. Yeah. And it's how can we enjoy it in like a responsible yeah. and moderate way, but also from a way that's like thinking about God, thinking mm-hmm. about others. And yeah, that, that's kind of how I, I wrap it up. Yeah. Just like even as we, as we wrap up things, so just to say a couple of things and what Paul wrote is, you know, if me drinking alcohol causes my brother who has, let's say, been drunken as part of his story, then it's probably wise that I don't drink alcohol for his sake and for my sake. And then it says, like, don't do, also don't do anything against your conscience because anything done that, that's not from faith is sin. So even if you have, like, a strong conviction, like, oh, I, don't, I, I just don't feel comfortable drinking alcohol, then don't. Because if you drink it and it's not out of faith, then, then it's sin. But also keeping in mind that you don't regard anything that God has created as unclean or not good. Because God, when God created everything, it was like, this is good. So just just my concluding statement. And let's go pop bottles in this yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. And I'll say too, like kind of as we end this discussion, if like if alcohol is a part of your story, and maybe it's something that like you've personally struggled with a lot and like praise God that maybe you've had some freedom or redemption mm-hmm. from it. One thing that I just thought of in Manny in Luke 21, 34, it says, but watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of life. And that day come upon you suddenly like, like a trap. Like, don't let that day, man, like don't let drunkenness trap you. If you have like tendencies or struggles with it, um, it's not worth it. And that's where just bring brothers and sisters in Christ along to support you yeah. um, in that walk. And so I thought that was a great discussion for our first episode of Questions from the Upper Room. We're really excited. We hope you guys enjoy the, this one. It gives you some good hoot for thought today uh, to really start re- re- wrestling with it yourself. And we're excited just to continue this series and just to really explore all these different questions that you guys have that may not have that just maybe people ask about Christianity or Christians ask about um, a full wide spectrum of things. So we love you guys. And yeah. also I got a question for you. You know why I like Mexican food? I like Mexican food, but I don't like to taco about it. Oh. <laughs> That's bad. Manny, I'm sorry. I'm Manny sorry. dropping the <laughs> mic as he walks out. Manny, you are a funny guy, man. Like, I just want to say, like, Manny's laugh and smile is contagious. I think that's one of my favorite parts of just oh, geez, hearing Manny tell jokes is just seeing how happy he is and a smile. It just honestly makes me happy. Uh, as long as you laugh. Most people don't laugh. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> Your true friends laugh, Manny. Your true yes. Friends. 
But we love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Magnifying God in Your 20s. Uh, we hope you have an amazing day for whatever you have in store for you. And uh, go follow us at yeah. Magnifying God on Instagram. Great way to be a part of our community. Mm-hmm. Connect with us. If you have any questions, please send it to us there. Mm-hmm. Or to our email, uh, which is Magnifying God in Your 20s. But yeah, we love you guys. And we look forward to you listening to the next episode. See you guys soon.